0: multiply seems like uh, these Sundays are coming around so fast <clears throat> so we don't have time to waste we need to get our things together so we can have a good life that's right all right we're, we're dealing with um, you remember the 16 Deadly deeds and you all got it to, at the front of your page know your weakness know your strength know the enemy's weakness know the enemy's strength and this one is disobedience. And one of the things in the scripture says, we are not ignorant to his vices. Right. The scripture says we are not ignorant to his what? Devices. Vices. So that means that Satan is not bringing anything new that we're not aware of. Right. All right. So we're dealing with the spirit of disobedience. Okay. So if we're not ignorant to his devices, then we know that <laughs> disobedience was the first thing that happened in the garden. That's right. Right. So, the, so what, what Satan done, you remember the snake, as we say, done, he talked to Eve and convinced her to do it his way instead of God's way. That's called disobedience, right? So the first family was tacted by disobedience, okay? And then, of course, now let's get on it now. She was first, and then guess who got second? The husband got second, so he was disobedient. That's right. And so we're not going to, we're not going to give up, and then it goes on and on. So disobedience is something that we don't want to talk about very much. But I'm going to take this one slow because I really like this message about being disobedient. Because one of the things about being disobedient is it's caused a whole lot of problems. When, uh, one thing that bothers me is, if y'all can, I just talk, say yes. Uh, any time something happens, okay, uh, uh, we're we making excuses. We're making excuses for everything. The shooting that happened down at where, uh, Union Station. Union Station, you know, uh, and then of course, you know, one of the persons shouldn't even been down there, was disobedient, right? It's disobedience, and then I'm, I'm really, this bothers me and it's been on my chest for a long time. Every time something happens, Something like that happens, Okay, We need to get its something medical, or we need to do this. We need to do that. We need to do this. We need more policemen. You know, you hear that every time. We need more policemen, like they're going to go home and sit with you in your house. But we need more more policemen. But one thing you never hear that bothers me, say, what is that, Pastor? (laughs) Where are the fathers? Right. Where, where, Where are these fathers at? anytime there's a protest, who's leading it? That poor lady that goes around all the time helping, It's uh, always the women like, where are the fathers? That's right. And so, you, you see, so first of all, we've been as men, when we don't fulfill what God told us to fulfill as fathers, right? Then we've been disobedient. That's
1: right.
0: Isn't that right? Right? The man is the head of the house like we're supposed to be. So we need to go back and read the Bible because it's got the solution. You see? And first of all, you need to teach your young, there's no such thing as a girl getting pregnant. She got pregnant, right? Both of uh, yeah, y'all got that thing done. And then if you're not capable of taking care of children, you don't do it the right way, you ought not have them. Right. And so now we've got all of these young kids out here, kids. I'm talking kids, not even teenagers. Kids that have gone berserk, and we're talking about do this, do that, do this, do this. No. Where are the fathers? And see, and so what's happening is we got mothers trying to raise boys, right? I'm going to tell you all a little secret, okay, about your sons, okay? Don't get mad at me, okay? Don't get mad at the messenger. You can't be a man unless you see a man. That's That's just a fact, all right? So we're going to, over here, I am so proud of the guys here. Some of you all don't know it, but some of the guys here, they bring, (laughs) yes, yes, they bring their children to church. The guys do. They bring their children to church, which is a good thing. And so their kids will one day say, you know, I used to go to church with my dad. That's
1: right.
0: Right? Yes. You see, now we're going to talk about this because let me tell you, if we don't get this obedience thing down and we got all this disobedient thing going, it's getting worse. You see, we talk about all the things that's happened in the inner city with the guns. Right. Uh, but we don't talk about all the things that out in Johnson County with the drugs. Come on. What's that pill that these people take, fentanyl. fentanyl? All right. So what's happening is, so we want to pass laws, and we want to do this and that. What about telling your child not to take drugs? Come on. I mean, on. you think? Teach. And right. Yes. And so what we're going to talk a little about today—that disobedience. Let me tell you the hard way to learn obedience. Say pastor. what, pastor? It's suffering. That's right. That's a hard way to learn to be obedient. Is to suffer. Do you understand what I'm talking about? My mother, all us old folks know this, some of you young folks have never heard it before. A hard head makes a soft behind. Have any of y'all ever heard that before? That's what they used to tell us when we were kids. Yeah, a hard head makes a soft behind. And you know, but they were telling us if you're not old, huh? obedient, we're going to take care of this. That's right. You see, but I'm talking about men, and I, I like for men to be men. And uh, because when ladies don't like it, some of you are not gonna like it, I could care less, you see, because mama tells her little boy he's the little man of the house. Uh, He's my baby, right? Well, father's supposed to have a son. That's right. And a son's supposed to have a father.
1: That's right.
0: And you can be a father in the house and not fathering. And so what we wanted, some of us have been reading a book in our book club, we've been reading The Kingdom Man, And the guys that we've been taking a beating uh, of being kingdom men, kingdom men know that that is their responsibility. All right? So here it is. You see, men, you don't have a best friend in your house. You have a wife and kids. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, mamas, I I know it's it's tough for you all to hear what I'm saying is when you spend more time with your son than the father, then you're going to have a weak man because he's going to take your trades. You see, and a lot of, stay with me now because I'm going someplace with this. This is why a lot of women have to work hard because men go looking for mama instead of a wife.
1: Come on. Teach.
0: Do you understand what I'm talking about? But we don't want that in here. We don't want that in here. We want our men to be men. We want our fathers to father, mothers to do mothering. But when the thing comes down to it, I'm going to talk about my household. Gwen was the second. It was easier for to deal with her than to deal with me. So we didn't have a lot of problems. You understand? Because uh, you don't want to come to daddy thinking that daddy is going to overrule mama because of you. They figured that out really, really quick. So it was best to listen to mama, because when it goes to the next level, daddy's going to be upset that you thought that he would overrule mama for you and get in trouble with mama.
1: That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah.
0: And of course, uh, so what we want to do today is we want to talk about being Satan uses disobedient and it's killing our kids. It's tearing us up because they're being disobedient. And when you're disobedient, you pay a price. That's right. You pay a price. Our jails are full of kids, first of all, who are disobedient.
1: That's right.
0: Okay? Right? With good parents, because some kids can be raised right and they still act a fool. Alright, all right? But because of disobedience. All right. So in this church, what I try to teach is us is to go by this. This is the rule. Nothing to do with me. This is the rule. That's right. Okay? Now, if your best friend is your daughter, then you're in trouble. If your best friend is your son, then you're in trouble, because you know how friends are. Mm -hmm. They're equal. All right? Right. right? Teach. So don't get, never get mad at the messenger. (laughs) All right? Because all of us ought to be tired of, we got to watch out where we go because of some teenagers that are acting a fool. Period. That's right. You see, and we need to, and I am so, y'all may not agree with me, but I am so glad that they prosecuted that lady for her son with the guns. That's right. That's right. And now they're getting ready to get the father. Right? Because we need to take over, parents need to take over their households. That's right. Parents need to take over their households. That's just a fact. Okay? Because you pay a whale of a price, I'm telling you. You pay a weight of a price for obedience. It costs you suffering. So it's much easier to obey than to pay the price for being disobedient. Okay? Amen. Now say, Pastor, take us out of that and go to something else. Do you know another thing? I want everybody to hear me now. That can cause you sickness? Go to the doctor. Quit being disobedient. Right? So, disobedience can cause you sickness. That's right. Right? You all remember, my wife told me two years before I found out I was dealing with cancer to go and what? Get a checkup. But I told her, I feel good. Ain't nothing wrong with me. You see, in two years, cancer can travel. So, I was being what? Disobedient. Disobedient. Are y'all with me? So, disobedient. Now, some of you in here know if you don't eat right, you know what to eat right. You're being disobedient, right? You don't take your medication. So being disobedient can cost you in every aspect of your life. That's right. So we're going to learn to be obedient. So disobedient means? The definition
1: says it's failure, neglect, or refusal to obey rules of someone in authority.
0: Here we go. The rules and the laws are there for a reason. That's right. We're to respect the rules and the laws. Of people in authority, mm-hmm. you understand what you're saying, what I'm saying. I got as a pastor, you see, I'm teaching you all, but guess what? You don't want to be me, cause God gets me, mm-hmm. right? The same rules that you go by, the same rules I'm supposed to go by. That's right. Right. Amen. So if uh, you can't be a leader unless you got somebody over you that's authority over you, right? And so what I'm trying to get you, us to understand is none of us are from it. That's right. Okay? Where there's much known, there's much required. That's the scripture. You know who he's talking about? He's he talking about this dude up here in the pulpit. Yes. That's the scripture. Where there's much That's known. Right. If I'd have known that before, let me tell y'all how smart y'all's pastor was. When they were ordaining the or- in the church I came from, they ordained everybody in August because they had this big conference. And the pastor was passing away. And she said, Johnny, uh, I want you to do something for me. Okay, Ain't no problem. What you need? She says, I want to ordain you. You're going to be my last one. She's passing away. So I said, "Okay," Mm -hmm. Because I'm thinking I'm doing her a favor. (laughs) If I'd have known what the rules was, I would have never said, okay. And when the church I came out it was kind of like the old Pentecostal type church, you lined up and everybody's saying yes, Lord, yes, Lord, wherever you would send me, I'll go, Lord. I didn't say a word. Because <laughs> I caught on to that, that everything I'm saying yes to. I'm accountable for it. That's right. Are you with me? Amen. And so what we got to do is, folks, we got to start learning. That the rules, what about the rules? Now, let me tell you something. If your children don't have rules, okay, if you're three or four or five year olds running your household now, which some of them do, and they don't have rules there, when they get outside and a little older, the game changes. Because they got rules out there.
1: That's right.
0: Whether it be good rules, bad rules, what rules? So you have to learn to be obedient. Because it can cost you big time. All right? Are y'all with me? I'm trying to give you a lesson that will help us as adults, as parents, all right, and you all that still are in your home, as children, okay? Because there's some in here that are with their parents, all right? That's right. So what else?
1: Some additional synonyms of disobedience are rebellious.
0: Rebellious. A rebellious spirit will pay a weight of a price, a weight of a price sooner or later for that rebellious spirit. Okay. How
1: about this one? Defiant.
0: A defiant. That's the worst person, a defiant person. Mm-hmm. You're, going to pay, you're going to suffer. A rebellious spirit's going to suffer, and a defiant spirit's going to suffer. And sometimes if you, uh, that rebellious spirit causes parents and other people to suffer. That's right. Financially, in other ways. they suffer and worrying and all that stuff mm-hmm. because they got a rebellious spirit. Yes. Uh, this is the definition. So don't get upset at the messenger. That's Keep right. going. All right?
1: Non-compliant.
0: Non-compliant, we know what that means. Unruly. And the worst person is an unruly. If, if a person is unruly, that means they ain't got no rules. And pretty sooner or later, you're going to pay a price for being unruly. It's going to happen to you. you my mother used to say, I used it last week, you got away, but you didn't get, no, you got by, but you didn't get away. That's right. Because sooner or later, it's going to catch up with you. It always does catch up with you.
1: And the last one is bad behaved. It's
0: a bad, be- bad behavior. Mm-hmm. You see, that's a person that has what? A spirit of disobedience. See, the Bible says try the spirit by the spirits. So if the person that has a spirit of disobedience. You're going to suffer all these things, and if you're not careful, you cause other people to suffer all those things. Okay? Are you all with me? Yeah. That's not supposed to be us in the church. I'm talking about us in the church. This is... You don't even have to be a Christian to get what I'm saying here. That's right. You see? We see what's going on around us, and we see we're watching our young people control this country. You see? I'm watching family members. I'm going to go, if I want to go talk to the parent, I go talk uh, something in the home. I'm going to go talk to the child. Teach. Go we we'll talk to the kid to straighten the parent out because some children are raising their parents. That's right. <laughs>
1: Amen.
0: it's tough yes. glad i have security in here man. that's right But see, yeah, some some yeah some folks are no this is just real we need to see what is happening what we can do okay everything ain't a mental illness that's right. some folks just got bad attitudes that's
1: right
0: i, I told you and I, and i like cuz we, we cause see we're not balanced in america uh, i can say this you know my Gwen's sister called her and she's dealing with diabetes. And they found out that, that out, and she called Gwen to get all this information. And so when she talked to the doctor, told her that, the doctor told her, said, well, how are you doing psychologically? Do you work out? And she said, no, I don't work out. And she went in all the psychological stuff, and Gwen says so she had to know I love her to death. She said, it has nothing to do with psychology or mental illness. I'm lazy.
1: I'm truth. just flat lazy. Tell the truth. It got
0: nothing to do with all that. I'm lazy. Right. Do you understand what I'm saying? So there are a lot of things that we need to know the difference of what spirit we're dealing with. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? She's dealing with a spirit of procrastination, of laziness. It's in there. Yes. It's in the book. So nothing to do with psychological not, not just lazy. Okay? Are you with me? Here we go to the next one.
1: Now okay? we're going to turn to the Ephesians chapter two, verse and, one through ten,
0: and I want I want you to stay with me because I want this to be a life lesson to help us to better what we need to do. We better than how we live in.
1: Amen to that. We better
0: than how we live in. I mean, come on here. Are you kidding me? All right.
1: The NIV in verse one and two says, "As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live." when you follow the ways of this world.
0: All right, there was a time, he's talking, now wait a minute now, listen to me, he's talking to church folks. See, the reason people don't go to church is because they're confused, okay? They think if they go to church, everybody's good in the church. No, the, the church, you got some worse folks in the church than you got in the street. That's right. <laughs> I don't know where That's we get right. that at. You, 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 you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, you got. I told somebody, you talk about con folks, okay? Because, see, we got this thing about church, because we got it wrong, we don't read our Bible. There are people in the pulpit that's a bigger pimp than pimps in the street. Teach. <laughs> uh, if you ain't figured right. that out yet, that's right. you better learn that, because the, Bi- the Bible ain't written to folks in the street. The Bible is written to folks in the church. That's right. You see, so it amazes me when somebody tells me, well, I don't want to go to church because I don't want to be a hypocrite. And I said, well, when you quit being a hypocrite, don't come to church because that's where they're at. <laughs> because right? it's a place for people who have issues that God through the scripture is trying to get us to address the issues that we have in our life. Yes. Do you understand what I'm saying? Right. Okay.
1: It says, and when you follow the... Uh, ruler of the kingdom of the air—that's the
0: devil. It's the, called the kingdom of the air. Jesus called him that. You're following the ruler of the kingdom of the air. Okay.
1: The spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. So
0: that—that's a spirit. It's a spirit of disobedience. So if you're in here and you've got you disobedient, you're allowing a spirit of disobedience to control your life. You get rid of that. And we, yes, because let me tell you something. We we're seeing. It just drives me, this whole thing that happened down at Union Station that just drove me. Two days later, somebody gets killed, and a 17- year-old a 17-year-old. is not that right? You understand what I'm saying? What is wrong with Can- That's, What's wrong with Kansas City? No, what's wrong with the world? That's right. You see, there used to be a time people, you all won't, won't even believe this. We would not have anybody standing at that door.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: You understand? Where are we at? I forgot where I was at. It's a spirit of disobedience. I get riled up about this. It's a spirit of disobedience. Some people have a spirit of disobedience. Do you know that there's some folks, okay, they can't be changed until they get saved. Some folks came out of good homes, good Christian homes, and some came out with good fathers and good mothers, but they got that spirit of disobedience. That's right. They're going to do it their way anyway. Okay? That's right. So we need to know that that's the spirit you're working with. Okay? Verse 2
1: from the message says it this way. You let the world, which doesn't know the first thing about living, tell you how to live. We,
0: look, I'm watching people now. What's it, social media? They call it social media. People are looking on social media to get information on how to raise their child.
1: Right. Yes, sir. There it is. That's
0: right. You see, and the social media can't tell you how to raise your child. That's why every child's different. That's right. Every child's different. The Holy Spirit can tell you how to deal with your child. If you got two different children, you got two different personalities. You understand? And somebody else can have two children, but their two children aren't like your two children. But the Holy Spirit knows the spirit of the child. The Holy Spirit knows my spirit. The Holy Spirit knows your spirit. right. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay.
1: It goes on to say, you filled your lungs with polluted unbelief.
0: Yeah, and you spilled your, I love that, filled your lungs with what?
1: Polluted unbelief.
0: Polluted unbelief.
1: And then exhaled disobedience. And you
0: exhaled disobedience. Mm. Filled it up with polluted unbelief and then exhaled what?
1: Disobedience
0: which is I'm going to do what I want to do when I want to do it, how I want to do it. That's
1: right.
0: You see? Are you all getting it? All
1: right, here we go. The voice says, wandering the course of this perverse world, and we hear, you were the offspring of the prince of the
0: power of air. We used to know that. You know where we came from. All right.
1: Oh, how he owned you, just as he still controls those living in disobedience.
0: One, now He's talking to church people. Ask me how you know that. He says, hi, what we used to be, but he don't own us now, but he still owns some with the spirit of what?
1: Disobedience. disobedience.
0: Johnny Fields could not change himself. I couldn't change myself. It was impossible. You have to get saved and be born again. I couldn't change myself. You you understand what I'm saying? Only God can change me, and he changes me through his word. We're trying to change folks that's incapable of us out of our hands. It's a spiritual disorder. Some people have a spiritual. It's not a mental. It's not an emotional. It's a spiritual disorder, and we have to have the Holy Spirit to change us, to clean us up. Okay? It was the Holy Spirit that done that for me. All right?
1: And just so we understand the scripture is talking about church folks, it says, I'm not talking about the outsiders alone.
0: That's what the book says. It says I'm not talking about the what?
1: The outsiders, the outsiders alone.
0: alone. He's talking to church people. Yes. That's right. You see? We can't come in there, we can come in there and hide from the world. We can come in there and hide from others, but we can't hide from him because he really knows who we are. That's right. You see? there. listen to me. They're, they're church people, okay? And they're saved folks. That's right. They're two different folks. Church people go to church. Mm-hmm. Saved folks are born again and they want their lives changed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes. That's right. Right? And that's what they're looking for outside, but they don't hear it from us. You see? Mm-hmm. Do y'all know I have to stay in prayer sometimes? Yes. The Holy Spirit has to get me sometimes. Amen. I've been doing this a long time. You see, I'm saved if I die. But sometimes, you know, there's a button can be pushed, and 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 that old spirit wants to drive back up. Teach. And I want to be disobedient to what God says: "Love thy neighbors, thyself." Teach. Okay. <laughs> all right. Because I'm the only one in here that. Best, yeah, low, best, oh yeah, right. Okay.
1: Going back to the NIV, verse three says, "All of us also lived among them at one time." We all
0: been there at one time. One of the things that I like about the class that they had Saturday is that people are not—they're not afraid to share their weaknesses. Yeah. Uh, what is it that uh, I can't think of her name? This on Channel Nine. That her mother told her, "Let your mess be somebody's message." Robin Roberts, "Let your mess be somebody's message." I used to be a mess. That's right. You see, some of us—some of the only ones can say, "Man," wait, till I get through. Some of us used to be a mess thank God that he cleaned up the mess.
1: Amen.
0: We got the mess cleaned up from the message. That's right. Yeah. You see? All right.
1: So it's gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. And
0: so most of us have let me do it because I want to make everybody comfortable maybe uncomfortable here. All of us have gratified our flesh at one time or another. Amen. All of us. That's right. We weren't born saved, That's right. right? So all of us have been this person before, Amen. right? Yes. So we, it, when, when you talk about where God brought you from, that lets people know the power is yes, in being saved and being born again. That's yes. right. Amen. All right?
1: It says, like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath.
0: There's one thing, I don't know about y'all because you're different than me. I am so glad God didn't give me what I deserve. Amen. Amen to that, John. I, I'm so glad Amen He didn't that. give me what I deserve. Amen. You see, I may be the only one in here that will admit this. There are some things that happened in my life that I got, yeah, yeah, got away with that could have been doing prison time.
1: Come
0: on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you see. Thank God for His grace and the prayers of somebody. You understand? I remember when uh, years ago, years ago, most of my was born. Y'all know where 31st Street is, right? Right. Linwood. And Linwood, there used to be a hospital there called St. Joe's, right? And they were going to tear, well, the hospital was tore down. And they were wanting to put a, uh, not a jail, but one for people that were, not the hard crime. And so, so people started protesting, and some of the people <laughs> said, we're gonna, we got more people on the street worse than these people y'all going to be putting in that thing. You understand what I'm saying? The church can be the same way. You see? Yes. But us that have been changed and been saved and God has came to our life and changed our life, we're the ones that need to speak out. I used to be like you. That's right. My desires, I used to have the same desires you have. I used to go to the same place as you. And I, I didn't go to church. Come on now. Church didn't save me, but when I went to church, I got the message. And while I was in church, the message saved me.
1: That's right.
0: You see. And there was a preacher up there that said, he was just like me.
1: That's right.
0: You understand? Am I making sense? Amen. We want to be a good we don't want to be faking here. If you're struggling, you're struggling. It, it's okay. Just don't be fake.
1: That's right.
0: There's a song that they sang. God, please be patient with me. Yes. God is not through with me yet. Y'all, y'all, don't think y'all sing that? Amen. That's an amen for a lot of folks in churches. That's right. I'm better. God's still working on me.
1: That's right.
0: All right. Okay.
1: Where am I at? Message verse three. Okay, thanks. It says we all did it. All of us doing what we felt like doing when we felt like doing it.
0: <laughs> Can all somebody say amen in here today? Amen. Hey, we all did it. All of us were doing what we felt like doing. When we felt like doing it, we done it. Didn't we? Okay.
1: All of us in the same boat.
0: All of What? All of us us in the same same boat. boat. All of us in the same boat. We either, there's only two type people in the church. Those that are still in that and those that got up out of there. That's right. Right? Okay.
1: It's a wonder God didn't lose his temper and do away with the whole lot of us.
0: Wonder he didn't lose his temper and just get rid of everybody. That's right. He did that, didn't he? That's right. Solomon, the boy, he just got sick of everybody. So just get rid of everybody. You know? We live in a time right now where it just hurts my heart and it hurts my spirit. You know what I'm saying? It hurts my heart and it hurts my spirit. To see where we at now. That's right. You see, we can do better than that. Come on, America, we better than that. You see, but it's got to start in the church. It's got to start with real Christian people. Remember, I said you can't be a man unless you see a man. You can't be a solid Christian unless you see a solid Christian. That's right. Amen to that. You don't know the power of deliverance unless you've seen somebody has been delivered by the power of deliverance. All right.
1: We're told in verse 4 from the NIV, "But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy." And thank
0: God for his that he's rich in what? Mercy. That he's rich in mercy. Yeah.
1: He made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. Even
0: when we were dead in sin our sins, God made us alive in Christ. Yes. We need to say thank you Jesus. Thank you, thank you. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Okay?
1: It is by grace you have been saved.
0: Wait a minute. It's by what? Grace. Grace you've been saved. There used to be a song they sang years ago. Grace woke me up. I love that song. We'll have to do it one of these days. It's by grace. Ain't nothing I done. That's right. It's God's grace. God said the same thing to me that He said to to, uh, Paul. Mm -hmm. My grace is sufficient. That's right. It's God's grace. Mm -hmm. You see, nothing I've done so great. It's his grace. Okay.
1: then in verse 6 it says and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realm he
0: raised us up with Christ and seated us that's how much God loves you God so loved the world he gave his own begotten son who should have believed him should not perish but have everlasting life he loved you so much he seated you by Christ that's called being saved okay
1: in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus.
0: What that simply means that he's going to show it in your life. And somebody's going to see it. And the most, I'm going to go a different way, the most rich thing that God can do for people who are unsaved is to show us that God saved and the riches of his love that he had for us. That's right. It needs to see that we need to say hey I was you but God's mercy and God's grace moved me out of the situation of the circumstance I was in I've been you I've been addicted I've been an alcoholic I've been a whoremonger you all heard me say that uh, that you know I called myself a player back in the day I went to church I went to church and opened the Bible. I'm a big-time player, you know? I went to church, opened the Bible, and said, no, you're a whoremonger. I'm like, whoa, whoa. whoa. Right. whoa. Yes. Right. I'm talking about me. Y'all can laugh. I'm talking about me. This is a true story. I'm calling, it, no. But it was his grace. Because only his grace can take the desires of the sin out of your life. That's right. Period. You see? You understand what I'm talking about? And it just bothers me that we want to set up in here and act like, or anywhere, and act like we all that. No, we are still allowing God's mercy and God's grace to work on our lives. And we need to let people know that. That's right. yeah. Remember that old thing? If not for grace, there, go I. there said I on that corner. That's right. There's me incarcerated. Yes. Thank you. You understand what I'm saying? Grace has saved many of us from being incarcerated. That's right. Right? Okay.
1: Pastor, what you're saying is what verse 8 says. For it is by grace you have been saved.
0: It is by what?
1: Grace. Through faith. And this is not from yourselves.
0: And this is not. He keeps telling us. Don't get the big head. It's by grace you've been saved and not of yourself. Period.
1: For it is the gift of God. It's what? The gift of God. It's the gift
0: of God. It's a gift of God. I love God. What a great gift. His mercy and his grace was a gift to me. That's right. Didn't do anything on my own. I can't boast or brag. It was all about him. That's right. Yeah, see? All right?
1: Verse 8 from The Voice says it this way. For it's by God's grace that you have been saved. Never forget that. You receive it through faith. Through faith. It was not our plan or our effort. It is God's gift, pure and simple.
0: It's not our plan or our effort. It was God's plan for us. And if you're sitting in here, sometimes they open the doors of the church, and churches you you can do at home, bathroom, car, whatever, because he's there. That's right. But you have to make up your mind that you want to yield and give your life to Christ. And he'll come in immediately with his grace. Yes. And ain't nothing like that feeling. There's nothing like a feeling to say, you know how it used to be? Mm-hmm. There's nothing like that. Yes. You see, have you ever bought something brand new? Mm-hmm. And you get a brand new, it's like, wow. You want to tell everybody you got a new house, a new car. Mm-hmm. You know what's very powerful? When you tell somebody, I got a new life. Right. I got a new life. That's right. I got a new That's life. Right. All right?
1: But then it tells us in verse 9, not by works, so that no one can boast.
0: Christians, don't be boasting. It ain't your work that got it done. All right?
1: For we are God's handiwork.
0: We're God's handiwork.
1: Created in Christ Jesus to do good works.
0: Every one of us is here. Once you get there, you're here to do good works. What are you doing to make things better? What are you doing to make things better? You see, we're looking for everybody else to do things to make things better. You see? And I use it all the time. All they got to do, and I'm, I won't back off, every time they have a mass shooting someplace, everybody comes out to Woodwork, it'll be over in about three weeks. We'll get, they'll get on something else.
1: That's right.
0: Instead of somebody saying, families, mm-hmm. people, yes. community, mm-hmm. do some good works. Yes. Where are the good works at? That's right. Do some good works. Teach young people how to live. Go out there and talk to them about salvation. Go out there and talk to them about behavior. Go tell somebody out there, I love you, son. Mm -hmm. You're going the wrong direction. This disobedience is going to cause you a whole lot of suffering. We're supposed to be out there. Men, Hmm. where are we at? Where are we at? Why aren't we showing up on those corners? School in Chicago, one of the toughest schools in Chicago. This is about ten years ago. A bunch of men got together. Remember that? That's right. And they got on the corners. Remember that? That's
1: right.
0: Straightened it out. Mm -hmm. They ran the gangs. Straightened it out. It's called doing good works. That's right. Quit looking Christians for other people to do the work you're supposed to be to do, and work for your sons and your daughters. That's right. You see? You all understanding where I'm coming from? All right.
1: Pastor, these good works, the Bible goes on to say that God prepared in advance for us to do. And
0: when we got saved, you don't just get saved. You got to go to work. God's got work for us to do. And I want to hear churches say that. You see? I want to see the bishops, the pastors, whose parents, grandparents, and all those people pay tithes in inner cities, with those big churches, I want to see you out there, bro. Yes. I want to see them deacons are setting up on them pool. I want to see you out there in that corner, brother.
1: That's
0: right. Right?
1: Yes.
0: You say you're saved, filled with the Holy Ghost? God's called you to work. That's right. Are you with me? Amen. Okay.
1: Verse 10 from the message says God does both the making and the saving. He does what? Both the making and the saving. And I'm
0: glad he does the making and the saving. (laughs) Go ahead.
1: He creates each of us by Christ Jesus to join him in the work he does.
0: We're supposed to be joining God in the work he does. Where's your work at? You cannot be saved and call yourself a child of God and not do work. Counselor's doing her work. Now, she she works for, she's got the card. That means you pay. Because Christian folks, yeah, yeah, Christian folks want everything free. That means you pay, right? She does that for us here because she's a minister here. But if you call her up, you you pay. That's
1: right. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Okay. Goes on to say, the good work he has gotten ready for us to do, work we had better be doing.
0: Where's the work? Somebody here, you don't have any kids? You ain't a Christian. If you're a Christian, the Bible, the Bible says you're fatherless to the fathers.
1: That's right.
0: You're fathers to the fatherless, mothers Others to the to motherless. Mothers. You can't be a Christian and not have children. That's right. Amen. Am I doing all right? You're going to love me? Okay.
1: Well, lastly, in closing, we're going to read verse 10 from the Passion. We have become his poetry, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he's given each of us. we
0: what? We're we'll recreated. God's got a destiny for everybody that's saved. If you are saved, He's got a destiny. If you are saved, you've got a destiny. That's right. He didn't save you just to be sitting up in the pews. Come every week. God's got something for you. That's right. All right?
1: It says, For we are joined to Jesus the Anointed
0: One. Because we are joined to Jesus the Anointed One. Listen to me. The ministry, the biggest ministry that Pastor Fields had wasn't the church ministry. It was coaching at Park University for over 25 years, private team coaching for over 25 years, St. Teresa's Academy for four years. That was my biggest ministry. When I got saved, you see, and all of my kids can tell you, all of the kids can tell you, they love Coach Fields. Some of them still in state. Some of them came up and testified a while back about Coach Fields. That was Coach Fields' job. My job was to minister to young people. And some of them called me Coach, and some called me Pops because they didn't have a Pops. That's right. But that was the biggest ministry that Pastor Fields had. Do you understand what I'm saying? So here's where we get caught up, black folks. Anytime somebody gets called, they think they're called to preach. Y'all been to churches, they got more preachers up in the pulpit than they got sitting in the audience, all right? Yeah. No, no, no. come on here. Amen. Come on here. No. God calls you out there. You you all know I can handle this up here. I got this covered. And every now and then we have somebody that's come. I got this covered. So if you've been called, he's he's called you to minister and use your gifts, your talents, and your abilities to save somebody out here. Period. All right?
1: In closing it says, even before we were born,
0: even before you were born,
1: God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it.
0: Before you were born again, Amen. God planned your destiny and he wants you to fulfill it. Yes. You got it, parents? Yes. You got it, folks that don't have biological children? That's right. You got friends? Yes. Hold it now. I'm gonna say it once again, not popular. When something happens, we don't need more policemen out in the streets. We need more fathers fathering and mothers mothering and get the spirit of disobedience and, and, and pray and get that out of there and take care of what we're supposed to be taking care of. Right. Do you understand what I'm saying? Amen. The church needs to do its job. You see? Now, this is going to be controversial what I'm getting ready to say because you all know I come out of the mosque. The mosque Done more work in the 60s than the church did yes. because they weren't afraid to go on the corners. Do you understand me? It is our job. You see somebody, talk to that somebody. But first of all, we gotta start raising the children in our church that our people, our kids, right? Before we think about what we can do from others. But we want a church here at Christ Temple North where the parents are responsible for their children. They're raising their children like they're supposed to raise their children according to this gospel. You got it? You love me still?